Hey everyone, this is John Mauser. I'm a fishing guide and a rod builder on the Crystal Coast of North Carolina. I'm using this podcast to build a relationship with all of you and to tell some stories along the way that will hopefully entertain, educate, and inspire everyone who's listening. This is the True Tales Podcast Show. How's it going, everybody? So before we get started with today's podcast, I was I wanted to say that, you know, when we originally put these out, my plan was to do them every single week consistently. I know for a while we were putting them out every single Monday. That's still the plan or the hope. I, I want to put them out every single week for you guys so you can expect one. Um, but, you know, realistically, I've got a lot of other stuff going on in life, too. I've got two different companies and, and a family. So in between people taking people on charters and, you know, building rods and shipping rods and answering questions about charters and writing blogs and, um, you know, just cleaning boats and spending time with kids and spending time with my wife and taxes and all the other stuff that goes along with running a business. I'm, I'm going to do my best to squeeze these out when I can. Um, but it takes a little bit of time. So, you know, I'll have things on my mind I want to talk about, but there's just some days I can't get, you know, the chance to sit down and record them. So just bear with me, but I will try to put these out as consistently as I can. And, and saying that just, I want to thank you all for the support. Um, it just really means a lot that you guys are listening to these and giving me good feedback and, and enjoying them. And, you know, some of y'all are getting a little bit here and there out of it that, you know, brightens your day or, makes you laugh or makes you think about something a little bit more than, uh, you know, they're totally worth doing. So thank you for that. So, you know, speaking of being busy, you know, right now is what I would call my slow season as a guide. You know, I'm doing a lot of other stuff, the emails and bookings for later in the year, but I'm not out on the water every single day. Uh, like you might be out in the summertime, you know, we're running, you know, two, three, four trips a week on average in the wintertime. It's, a little bit slower because of the weather. That being said, in between doing those charters, you know, I'm working on other things with the rod company, um, working on things that need to be fixed on the house, you know, spending time with the family, like I said before. And really, there's there's honestly no downtime ever. Um, it just kind of season to season. It, I just shift focus on, on, you know, am I spending more time on the water or am I spending more time getting all the other things done that allow me to be out on the water? And it's not just that, you know, my body physically is busy. It's my mind too. You know, my brain never slows down. It's constantly racing around with that ever building to do list, um, concerns about things that need to be addressed, uh, stress over trying to get ahead of everything, or at least, you know, partially dig myself out of that hole. If any of y'all that are listening are entrepreneurs or business owners, you probably know the feeling. Even if you guys don't work for yourself, you probably still kind of understand what I'm, what I'm talking about. Um, having those constant racing thoughts in your head of, got to do this, I got to do that. After I work, I got to do this. Tomorrow, I got to do this. You know, this is due. I got to respond to this. And although I wouldn't trade my situation as a self-employed, business owner for anything at this point, I would not go back. There's, 
there are some downsides to running my life this way. One of them, obviously, would be lack of sleep. But another one, and, and one that's been on my mind a lot this week, and the one that I want to talk about today, is failing to be present. Like, present in that current situation where I'm not worried about something else. Where, you know, present as though I am focused on what I'm doing at that moment. And I had to ask myself, you know, how often am I actually present? Like, how often am I fully aware and focused on what's happening around me? And those thoughts aren't overrunning my brain and having that internal dialogue about things that have nothing to do with that current situation that I'm in. And honestly, when I thought about it, the truth is that there's very few times that I am completely 100% present. So here's a few examples, and you can probably relate, you know, to times when me personally, I'm not present. I'm not 100% present all the time when I'm working on my business. You know, you, you get up in the morning, you, you make a cup of coffee, sit down at the computer, kind of like what I'm doing right now, and you start knocking out emails or paying some bills or whatever. You ignore that thought and you push it out of your head back to work. But it keeps creeping back in and nagging at you until finally, okay, okay, I'll, I'll just check it real quick. Just a quick scroll through Facebook and then back to work. So you're scrolling down Facebook and then you see a video that your buddy posted and okay, just click on it for a second and then, you know, straight back to work and we're not doing Facebook anymore. But then there's another interesting video recommended underneath the video you're watching and you click on that and then just down that rabbit hole and 20 minutes later you go, oh wait, I was actually working on something important before I fell into this pit. So you get back to whatever real work you're doing. And then you start to get your thoughts together and then the phone rings and you ignore it and you feel good about yourself because it probably wasn't important anyway. And it probably would have just drug you away from your work. And then you get that ding a couple seconds later, you've got a voicemail and you're trying to work on your emails, but that curiosity about that voice message keeps eating away at you while you're working and you can't focus on what you're doing. And then finally you give in and you check it. And two hours later, you've got 30 minutes worth of work done. Have you been there before? I feel like I'm there all the time. Here's another time that I'm not 100% present. I'm kind of ashamed to say it when I'm spending time with loved ones. You know, I have a wife and I have two sons and they're extremely important to me. Like they mean the world for me. I'd die for them. So you would think it'd be easy to stay focused and stay present when I'm spending time with them. And I try my best because I really want to give my 100% to them. But at some point, from somewhere in my subconscious, I get thoughts that start rolling through my head again about deadlines for something or people that are waiting on a response that I haven't got back to or an update that I forgot to do to the website bills that are going to be due if I don't get them paid or on and on and on whatever thought that creeps in. So why is it that I struggle so much to keep those gates closed in my brain when I need to, to put a stop to those random thoughts, the concerns, 
the worries, all that stuff that keeps cycling through my head, all the thoughts that keep me from staying focused on what's really important, the actual situation, the actual real life situation in front of me. I know I'm not the only one that has had face-to-face conversations with people that they really care about and then suddenly realize that they have no idea what the other person just said. And you just nod and hope it doesn't come back around where they figure it out. Here's another one. And, and you can probably relate to this. I, don't, I hope I'm not the only one. How about lack of presence when I'm driving somewhere? You know, I'm not talking about driving distracted and playing on my phone or eating or when you pull up and you see the lady putting her makeup on in the mirror while she's at the stoplight. I'm talking about like when you go to the grocery store and you leave it and you drive home. And then when you get to the house, you think back about the ride home. And you realize you don't remember half of the ride home. You're just suddenly transported there. You're on autopilot. You don't remember the two right turns and the three left turns you took between Walmart and getting back to your house. Which is kind of scary, actually. You know you were paying attention. You were driving safe. But daggone if you can remember the details of that drive home. It's like our minds just go into that autopilot. And we're thinking about everything else, what we have to do when we get to the house, that conversation you're going to have with that person when you get to work or whatever. But it's an obvious sign that we're not being present. Heck, even just trying to take some time for myself, just to sit back, relax, rest my brain, meditate, just to not think about anything stressful for a little bit. I struggle to do it. It only lasts for a few minutes before something starts to creep into my mind. Here's the crazy thing. There's really only a couple different scenarios in my life where I feel like I'm 100% present. And the main one is when I'm fishing, or more importantly, when I'm guiding another angler on the water. You know, when I'm on the bow of a skiff or back on the polling platform, or even standing in a river in the mountains, there's no voices, no random thoughts buzzing around like mosquitoes. Just clarity. When I'm leaving the boat ramp in the morning and I'm running to that first fishing spot and I'm thinking about all the other things, the tide, what order I'm going to hit the spots I'm planning to fish in that day, how the weather's going to affect the fishing. You know, I'm talking with my angler and I'm learning more about their ability level and their their different fishing experiences. I can feel the breeze on my face. I can hear the hum of the motor. I could care less about what's happening on social media at that point. If I touch my phone at all, it's just to take a quick shot of the sunrise and then I'll put it back away. I'm totally focused on all the things that are important at that time. And when we get to that first spot and I hop up on the polling platform, I'm 100% in tune with everything around me. The depth of the water that I'm pulling in, the current coming around the boat, the tide change topography of the bottom underneath the boat in the creek, the bait swimming around the boat, any signs of the fish that we're trying to target. I'm even tuned into the blue crabs and the stingrays and I mean gosh honestly even the little mud snails on the bottom that are making the little trails through the mud as they search for detritus to eat. I take it all in and I focus in on all of it in that situation. I know the spot we're fishing like the back of my hand. I know where every oyster bar is. 
I know where every high spot and low spot in that creek or flat is. And if there's a slightest disturbance on the surface or puff of mud or any other sign of fish, I'm tuned in and I'm trying to track that fish down. And at the same time, I'm focused on describing to my angler where to look and what that fish is doing. And I'm listening to every word that angler says as he responds back to me as he tries to find that fish. And I'm not thinking about things that need to be fixed at my house. I'm not thinking about paying that bill. I'm not thinking about writing the fishing report later on. I'm not thinking about having to pick my kid up and take him to band practice. I'm not even thinking about what's going to be happening 30 seconds from now if we get a fish to eat. I'm just 100% purely focused on the moment at hand. I'm completely present in that situation. Or maybe we're not on the flats. Maybe we're out in the ocean. Maybe we're chasing a busting school of albacore. It's the exact same thing. My attention is completely on how the birds are working on that surface. Are they spread out? Are they clumping up together? Are they dropping down low? What direction are they facing? I'm scanning around on the surface of the water for signs of bait that's frantically being pushed around by fish. I'm looking for changes in the color under the surface of the water. Foam on the surface. Fins breaking through the surface of the water. Anything that can mean fish. And when we spot those fish, I'm tracking their direction and speed. I'm trying to figure out if I can get upwind of them and give my angler a good cast. Or if we're going to have to slide into like a less desirable angle and, and take a shot at those fish. You know, and, and as I'm moving towards those fish, I'm, I'm swinging the boat wide. I'm focused on getting up and ahead of those fish and trying not to throw awake and upset the other anglers and the other boats at the same time. And while I'm doing all of this, I'm still talking to my angler. I'm talking about what we're going to do when we get there, what, what he needs to do to prepare to get this shot at this fish. I'm telling him what angle the fish are going to be at when we get there. And not one single time am I thinking about how much fuel we've burned on the trip or that I need to stop on the way home and pick up groceries or that I have to take a pee. All of my attention is on the scene. It's on the angler that's in the front of my boat. It's on the fish that are busting on the surface. It's on the bait. It's on the birds. Everything that's unfolding in front of us. I'm absorbing every bit of it and there's no room for any other thoughts in my brain at that point. My mind is staying completely on track. I am totally present in that situation. Or here's another scenario. Standing in a mountain stream with a four weight and a dry fly on the end of my leader. And as I'm standing there, I can feel the stones underneath my feet. I can feel the cold temperature of the water through my waders. I can feel the current pushing around my waders. I'm aware of the tree line behind me as I make a back cast. And I can see that tiny fly touch down 30 or 40 feet across from me in the other side of the stream. I'm mending my line as I'm completely focused on keeping that drift drag free. I can hear birds in the tree above me. And at the same time, I can focus on the color of a fish emerging from below my fly as a trout comes up to sip that fly up. And as that line comes tight and I lift that rod tip on that fish, in slow motion, I can see every single drop of water flying off of that fly line. And I key in my focus on that fish as he races downstream. Not one single time did something that I've got planned next Monday come into my thought process. Or those emails I need to answer after I finish this fishing trip. I'm totally immersed into what I'm doing. 
and I'm experiencing every single moment. I have to believe that it's the same for all of us. For every person who stood in the stream waiting on a trout to rise or leaned into the bow of a boat chasing busting fish on the surface or standing high above the world on top of a polling platform scanning around for fish on the flats. If you've ever done any of these things and had your mind flooded with thoughts about all the other things happening in the real world, I'd love to hear it because I don't think we do it. I think the fact is that fishing, whether we're casting a fly to a tarpon or just watching a bobber along a cypress knee float around, it takes all of our concentration and focuses that concentration on that moment at hand. And it's the same reason I think that programs like Project Healing Waters or Casting for Recovery exist. It's really, it's a type of therapy without being titled as therapy. It's being fully immersed in your surroundings and turning off everything else around you and in the real world. So I guess the big question is why? What is it about fishing that allows us to stay focused when other parts of our life find our minds completely adrift? And well, that answer is pretty simple, I think, if you think about it. It's because fly fishing is the most important thing in the world. All right, I'm just kidding. But, but really, why is it that I have to fight off all these other distractions buzzing around in my head almost everything else I do in life besides fishing. Why can't I remember the details of a conversation I had with someone two days ago, but I can remember in detail how many fish we caught with a certain angler two years ago. And I can even tell you exactly where those fish were caught and possibly what fly or plastic they ate. And besides asking why fishing allows us to stay so focused, I think the other big question is, can we figure that out and treat all of the other situations in life like we do fishing? Can I put that into practice and stay focused more on everything else I do? I'm pretty sure it's easier said than done. You know, I tell myself all the time going into situations that I'm going to be focused and present. And then afterwards, I think back on it and really evaluate it, and I wasn't, at least not to the level that I should have been. And the truth is, as I'm sitting here doing this podcast, I really don't know the secret to being present. I don't know the foolproof way to flip that switch in my brain and put up the gates and lock out all those other thoughts that come into my mind. But I do know that being present has so many more benefits over being lost in my thoughts. And it also helps me sleep at night and not feel like a jerk. So here's a few things that fishing and guiding has taught me about why being present is a good thing. One, it allows me to create new memories. I can't build great memories if I'm not focused on the sights, the sounds, and the feelings of that thing that I'm experiencing. You know, thinking back, I can vividly remember my first tarpon on fly in the Florida Keys. And I can smell the honeysuckle and hear the turkeys calling on the Roanoke River while catching stripers on topwater poppers. Because when I did those things, I was 100% present and they're etched into my brain. 
And I guarantee you that I'll still remember them 20 or 30 years from now. I really want to remember every good experience I have in life. Being present on all the details of all those experiences on dry land is just as important as being present for those experiences on the water. And obviously you're going to remember the big things like the trip to Disney World or the first time you saw the Grand Canyon. But I think it's just as important to remember how excited your kid was to show you his report card or that new song that they learned to play. It's all those little things that are just as important to be present with. Another thing fishing and guiding has taught me about being present is that it allows me to build a better relationship with the people around me. I remember a lot of the experiences that I've had with the people who shared a boat with me. Not just fishing experiences, but the time they broke a rod or the time they fell off the casting platform or the time that someone fished with me right after their spouse passed away and they just needed to get out of town and get focused on something else. And the next time those people get on my boat, I'll still remember a lot of the details of those experiences with them. And I know that knowing that has helped me build a stronger relationship with them. And those types of things are no less important with the people who are not on a boat with me. Friends, business acquaintances, my family members. Being 100% present when I'm with them is the most important part of strengthening those relationships with them. And then the next question would be, you know, what am I going to try to do to be better about all of this so that I can be more present in all of the situations I'm in, not just when I'm fishing? So I jotted down a few different ideas on things that will help me be more present in all of the situations in life. One of them would be to focus more on shutting out the noise. Maybe, you know, reminding ourselves that those distractions do nothing to help the current situation. They only take away from it. Maybe that'll help build those better walls to keep those distractions out. Put the phone and all those other things that distract you away. Turn them off. Turn off your notifications. Turn off your ringer. Keep them out of sight. Keep them out of reach. The emails, the reports, whatever you're working on probably isn't as cool as a busting school of albacore in front of a boat. But they're every bit as important at that current time that you're working on them and they deserve your focus too. Here's another one I wrote down. Listen, like really listen to people. You know, if I catch myself talking with someone and my mind's wandering away, I I need to be better about pulling myself back into focus. The key to listening better or listening more, I think, is just deciding ahead of time that you're going to talk less. If you're not sitting there planning your rebuttal, you can actually listen and absorb what that person's trying to say, you can understand what they're trying to get across. And that conversation about whatever your buddy or your family member is going through might not be as exciting about as a conversation about fish that are tailing in front of a boat. But at that point in time, it's just as important to that person. And here's another one. Appreciate the moment. You know, when you are, just like when you're fishing, try to appreciate the sights and sounds and the feelings around you in whatever moment you're at, whether you're shopping for groceries with your wife or working on homework with your kids. Appreciate those things just like you do when you're standing in that trout stream 
and feeling that cold current around your waders waiting on that trout to rise. Another one would be making sure you take care of things that need to be attended to as soon as you can. For me, the more nagging things I can knock out right away, the less nagging things I have creeping into my mind. You know, if I can't get something done right away, I'll write it down on my to-do list so that my subconscious doesn't feel the need to keep bringing it up to me constantly while I'm trying to do something else. And if you're like me and are a worrier, well, we need to work on those things. Because worry, stress, and anxiety over things definitely will keep us from being present with our family, our friends, our work, planning, whatever we're doing. Here's the truth. 95% of the stuff that we worry about never actually happens. And that 5% that does happen, well, pre-stressing about it, worrying about it before it actually happens, living that experience over and over in our heads does absolutely nothing to make the situation better. I think we could all be a little bit more present, enjoy those experiences better if we could cut out some of that worrying in the back of our mind. You know, there's so many things that I love about fishing. And one thing I really love about it is that total immersion in the sport. The shutting out of all those other noises in my head and being able to focus completely on the habitat, the fish, the prey, the tides, the weather, and whatever task is at hand currently, whether that's pushing the skiff forward or talking the angle through a cast. And I know I need to apply these to many more areas of my life. And I know if I do, I'll be better for it. My relationships will be better. My happiness will be better. And there's not an easy, quick way to make these things happen. It's not going to change overnight. I know that being mindful is something that I've got to practice over and over again. Something that I'm constantly going to have to improve and work on just like I'm constantly improving and working on my fly cast. So that's what I'd like to work on, is improving my mindfulness, improving my ability to be present in the current situation, no matter what I'm doing. I'd like to be as good at being mindful and present as I am good at chasing redfish and albacore. That's my goal. That pretty much sums up my thoughts today. And I appreciate you all for tuning in and listening to this thing all the way through. If you did enjoy it, we'd love some feedback and we'd love for y'all to support us. And the best way you can support this show is to jump on your podcast player and give it a five-star rating. And if you can leave a review, that would be awesome. And if you can jump on your, your social media and share it so a few more friends hear about the show and get to listen to it, highly, highly appreciate it. So thank you all so much for the support and listening. And uh, you guys take care and we will see you next time. Later.